Welcome back to the Indotechno Podcast, Season 3, Episode 14. I'm Alan Hallowell, founder of startup consultancy Gizmo Advisors. Indonesia's F&B, or food and beverage industry, has been a hotbed of change over the past three to four years behind innovations which have sped up delivery times, enhanced product quality, even reduced energy consumption, and otherwise improved the customer experience. Fore Coffee is one such venture-backed innovator, seeking to apply technology to shake up an otherwise long-standing and, frankly, habit-bound industry. We're therefore very pleased to welcome on to today's episode, Papviko Lomar, CEO and co-founder of Fore Coffee. Thanks for joining us, Papviko. Pleasure to be here, Alan. Thank you. Welcome. I wanted to start off with the discussion of your career, which, particularly since joining Dunkin' Donuts in early 2000, Seems to have been very F&B focused. Why did you choose such an industry, Vico? I didn't choose the industry. It just seems that it's in my DNA to be in the F&B industry. Anyhow, being in the F&B industry is a great experience because it's how we get connected with the people as well as we develop the people and each other. Now, Vico, looking at your specific product focus across these jobs, I have to ask you, do you come from a family of policemen? Your career seems to be dominated by roles at coffee and donut companies. So is there any connection there? Is your family from law enforcement? No, actually my mom was a coffee trader when I was small. So yeah, like I said, somehow coffee is in my blood. And then also I like to eat donuts, of course. Somehow it's all connected in my life. Now, competition in coffee and particularly in Indonesia, has been and will likely always be extremely intense. We compete in terms of quality of product, size of footprint, price point, technology, and I assume many other areas. What in your mind are the two most important battles to win in order to win the bigger war for the Indonesian coffee drinker? The FNB industry has a phrase, it is not a coffee business, it is a people business. So having said that, all aspects that you have mentioned are important, of course, and very crucial for the F&B industry. However, I noticed two things for the F&B business to grow significantly. One is, of course, the people. We have to have good people as well as good environment for people to work with us and go with the same distance. And of course, the number two is this consistency. In F&B industry, food and drink quality are important, of course. So having said that, something consistent that the customers can taste as well as feel is something that should be maintained at all costs. So having said that, consistency is about building the trust. When you build the trust, then the people will always trust the brand as they go older. Two very important elements I can understand. Now, Indonesia is already a very heavy coffee drinking population. I think the average person consumes some 12 kilograms or 26 pounds of beans per year. Where do you expect growth to come from these levels and why would we see growth? Indonesia, even though we are the fourth largest coffee producer in the world, Indonesia is still a developing country. And it is projected by the global economies that Indonesia would be one of the strongest economies by the next decade. In terms of the consumption per GDP, 
Indonesia coffee consumption is very low. Even in Southeast Asia, we are only half of Singaporean when they drink coffee. That's why since Indonesia is also in the developing country, coffee consumption growth even maybe could be a top 10 or maybe a top 15 coffee consumption in the world later on in the next decade. Now we are still at 40, but we can go to the top 20 later on when the country is also developed. Now, fun fact for the audience, Finland is the world's biggest consumer of coffee on a per-person basis. The average Finn drinks nearly four cups a day. Man, I would be walking around with a caffeine headache all day long with that level of intake. Now, Vico, can you give us a clear sense of Fore's market position? How do consumers position us exactly? Fore's position is actually the made-for-all brand to transcend age, gender, ethnicity, and all other ways to define people. Accessible for everyone through its pricing strategy and user experience. So in short, we are the Uniqlo of the coffee brands that serve the right products to the customers. Our target market is the middle class. That's very clear. Now, is this position where we are exactly where we want to be right now? Or is that evolving? In other words, are we the Uniqlo we want to be or are we in a longer journey right now? Okay, in the past two decades, there was the upper market and also the lower market or the mass market. But nowadays, we have Gen Z as well as the millennials. So these generations are different compared to the previous generation. They want something good, but then they also very concerned about the price. Therefore, as a brand, we need to be evolving based on the age movements. However, I believe for its current positionings, now we'll be able to sustain for the long run. Got you. Now, a somewhat random question relating to yet another thing that I picked up on your biography. What is the quote-unquote sand brewed method? Well, sand brew method is actually a coffee-making method from the eastern part of Asia, Turkey, Egypt, something like that. It's actually how you brew the coffee using the hot sand heated by the elements on top of that. So that's actually the sand brew method. Got you. And would a foreigner like me enjoy the sand brewed method? I don't believe I've ever had it before. It is actually enjoyable, you know. But then the sand brew method will give us a very strong coffee. It is just like you drink the whole espresso in a cup. That's why you need to balance it out with milk and also a lot of sugar sometimes so that it will be a great coffee to taste. I'll definitely be looking for it on my next visit to Jakarta. Now, Biko, you've held leadership roles at brands such as Krispy Kreme, Dunkin' Donuts, PT Max, Coffee Prima. Where exactly do you think your 20 plus years of experience within the F&B industry is most helpful to Fore? Spending 20 plus years in the F&B industry is similar to a 20 plus year marriage. Meaning in marriage, the more you endure, the more you understand each other. I understand how to succeed in the F&B industry. So to overcome the future challenge, in short, it helps the company, it helps Forex Coffee to do what's right and keep on moving forward. Understood. Now, Vico, you were largely brought in to help turn around the company. What issues were you and the management team addressing when you first arrived at Forex? Okay, but first thing, positioning. It means everything because when you stand on firm ground, then you will be able to be very strong and you're not movable and you will be able to grow higher and higher. So positioning is the first thing. 
that me and the management try to get things right with Forex Coffee. And since then, what have the biggest changes that you feel have happened at Forex since your arrival? I think one of the biggest changes is that as a team, we work together now so that we know what to do and we understand the roles of each people, of each department. And all of us together, we go the same distance and we try to achieve our goal. So that's why Forex Coffee now is becoming more and more lovable by the Indonesian people. We, in fact, now has become something that the people really looking for whenever they are. So now we have presence in 20 cities and we are growing very fast. Up until YTD May, we have surpassed the sales in the whole of the year of 2021. So this is something that us as a team are working together to get what we have to get done. So I'm hearing that some of the biggest changes and reforms and improvements have been organizational process-oriented, and also cultural. Would those be three accurate ways to sum up a lot of the changes you've made? Yes, I believe so, because we will be able to do something great. Indonesia has a lot of a potential to grow, and Forex Coffee has great momentum to grow. We intend to keep building upon the momentum to grow higher and higher. Excellent. Now, I wanted to ask you specifically, how has the pandemic changed the face of the company? What issues do we consider in June 2022 that we would not have considered if we didn't have COVID? I believe the pandemic resets everything. It's a game changer. We learned a lot of things during the pandemic. The pandemic made Forex Coffee stronger in all aspects, especially our business, fundamental. And I believe what has happened is the best thing that could have happened to us. It's actually made us stronger. You know, what doesn't kill us, make us stronger. And if COVID didn't happen, I believe none of the company would be becoming stronger and stronger. The pandemic is what made us now. Gotcha. of the pandemic really informed a lot of the strength and grit of the company. Changing tack here, what customer acquisition tools do we use to grow our customer base? From a business perspective, we rely on our app as one of the reliable channels for driving conversions. In fact, our performance is growing fast in terms of new user acquisition, especially as we do have referral programs, daily app promotions, and the top spender programs. Thus, keeping them engaged on our platform and reducing the churn by retaining them requires some marketing efforts. Besides, we use digital marketing ads as well as online and offline activations. Actually, so would you say that marketing techniques and strategies in the consumer brand space and specifically in coffee have changed significantly in Indonesia over the past two decades? Or would you say ultimately it's just incremental change? In the past two decades, usually mostly most of the coffee industry were playing around with discounts. But now it's pretty much the same. It's just a different platform. The FMB industry still rely heavily on the word of mouth, which we can get through social media, people talking to their friends, through the social media, offering the, the product itself, the brand itself. So the word of what is something that we still use up until now. And the brand message is also something that we are heavily doing because in the past, to do the brand message, the brand can only do it through physical stores or maybe through Facebook. But now the brand message can be anywhere, any platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook even. We also have to be consistent in delivering the brand message on what we are doing and what we are innovating. So that's also important. 
And the last thing is adaptability and innovation. We keep improving our products. In fact, we launch our seasonals every quarter and we do learn about customer's feedback. We also enlarge our channel to adapt with the current market. Besides, we are working closely with the food on-demand partners, banking, and also fintech. So in other words, the platform in the past is limited, but now the platforms are getting bigger. We have so much platform to go into. And previously, there's only maybe two channels, the pickup and also delivery. But now the omni-channels are getting more and more in traction. And that's why we need a lot of partners to grow as well as to build the business. Understood. Now, Vico, what is your single greatest challenge at the moment at Fore? When you're working as a team, you really don't have a single greatest challenge. But we have concern though. These taxation issues, the geopolitical issues, as well as the inflation that's happening in the US as well as Europe, that's what also concerns us as a businessman. So having said that, we have to be very careful on what we are doing. We have to be really exact on what we are going to do. For example, when we open a store, it needs to be profitable from day one. Let's say, for example, when we want to launch a new product, it needs to be on the price and also on the right taste for the people that we are targeting. Getting all of this right is something that we are doing on a daily basis and we try to do it as a team. And we also wanted to face the current economic population in the future and we have to be prepared. So this is something that we are preparing and this is something also that an opportunity for us to grow. So there's nothing wrong with anything that is happening. It's just how can we overcome those and how we make this as an opportunity for a coffee. That leads me to ask you a question, which I assume with confidence, every single VC is now asking every single portfolio company, which is, are you making profits right now? And if not, can you get to profitability? And thirdly, to get to profitability, what has to happen? Alan, we are profitable already for the past nine months. We are very healthy. In fact, we can open our own stores without the money from the investors. So we are opening our new stores on a monthly basis from the positive money that we are getting from our business. So we are a very profitable company and we are very healthy. That's great to hear. Now, a big picture question. In markets such as the U.S., Ibis World estimates that market leader Starbucks has a 37% market share, followed by one of your former employers, Dunkin' Donuts. How will market share structure in Indonesia compare with the U.S.? And why will it be similar or different? Starbucks is doing a great job in giving the consistency product, service, offerings to the audience to the world from the day one that they opened the business at Starbucks. That's what makes Starbucks the number one coffee brand nowadays in the world. So the key here is the consistency. Because when you build a consistency, you build trust. I believe that Indonesia will also be the same. The question is now, who will be able to build that trust? Who will be able to build that consistency and make the people of Indonesia as well as Southeast Asia trust the brand? If there is a trustworthy brand, aside from Starbucks, there will be a challenge also. Then the positioning of what happened in the U.S. will be just the same with what will happen in Indonesia as well as Southeast Asia. Thank you. Clearly not easy building a leading brand in as competitive a space as coffee. We really appreciate you joining us today to run through the Fore story, 
the changes that you and your team have implemented, and the growth that has resulted, Pakpiko. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Alan. It's an honor to talk with you in the podcast. Thank you. You're very welcome. We hope our listeners have enjoyed today's episode. As always, please consider sharing any feedback that you have about the Indo Techno podcast with us. Terima kasih. Sampai jumpa lagi.